Let's recap the games, and we'll be real quick on the first game for two reasons. It's been a while since it was played, talking about last Wednesday, but also it was the poorest offensive performance of the season for the Bulls. On a positive note, they did hold BYU to the Cougars' lowest score of the season. 54-39 ended up being the final. Again, BYU was averaging 77 points coming into this one, but simple as one stat, really. Two for 21 from three-point shooting, or another stat, Caleb Murphy just went one of nine from the floor, only scored five points, and the Bulls watched as BYU improved to 10-2. and BYU would go on the next day to lose to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt and Stanford again started off 2-0 and were supposed to play Christmas Day in the championship game, but due to COVID situation on Stanford's side, that did not happen. So the Bulls turned around and had to play Hawaii. We knew they would be the late game, So this was well after midnight, really early Friday morning. If any of you were up listening, way to go. For those of you who might have missed a little bit of it, we got some of the highlights here for you. As the Bulls and Hawaii really did seem like an evenly matched situation. Now the difference here was the Bulls went with a different starting lineup. As they had Byron Matos at center, Corey Walker Jr., the transfer from Tennessee, who started to get going in this game. They also started D.J. Patrick, of course, big-time three-point shooter, so a different look. Patrick ended up scoring just two points in this one, but Walker was a big factor, not so much in the first half. The first half actually started off well for the Bulls. They were eight for their first 15. They led 17-12, to 12, but they would miss their next 12 shots. So it really did have a similar feel. They were kind of headed... Not maybe to a 39-point performance, but mathematically not much better than that until this 10-0 run and eventually half-ending run that Brian Gregory called their best offensive stretch of the season. Right wing D.J. Patrick to Javon Green through his hands. He runs it down near midcourt. Shot clock already down to 11. Javon, crossover dribble now to Jake Boggs. Drifts to his left, drives, drives down the paint. He's going to step back and shoot a 13-footer. That is good, and that's exactly what the doctor needed right there for Jake Boggs to McClanahan. Double team. He gives it up, back out to the top to net. He's going to launch a three straight on, backboard first, missed it. McCreary with the rebound. That one was not close. Here come the Bulls. Caleb Murphy, left side pass to Javon Green. Jab step, steps back, fires a three. Good! Swished it in right over Coleman. And a timeout, Hawaii. How about the jab step by number one, Javon Green? He makes his three-point shot right there to give the Bulls a six-point lead with 4.14 to go in the first half. Lobs it out to Ned. Thought about shooting it, cross-court pass, five on the shot clock. McClanahan's going to take the three. That's around the rim and out, and a rebound by Javon Green. Lead pass to Caleb Murphy. Caleb turns on the Jets, gets into the paint, gets cut off there, and he'll cycle it back out. Here's Green. He's wide open for three. Left it fly. Good! Back-to-back for the left-handed assassin, and it's 27-18 to with three and a half minutes to go in the first half. I don't even know the last times I've said the last time I said back-to-back made threes by the Bulls. In a long time. And it's a welcome thing to say. All right, Bulls basketball, 20 seconds to go on the shot clock, 2.50 to go on the game clock in this opening half. And a seven-point lead. McCreary puts it on the floor, goes right through the defender, and Jameer Chaplin comes in on the backside for the two-handed dunk. Smaller guard on him, high post it goes to McCreary, cuts off of him, doesn't get it. Caleb backdoor cut, he's loose, he's going to go to the basket, hanging, gliding, good! Caleb Murphy double clutches in midair on the beautiful pass from McCreary. And the Bulls go back up by eight. Here come the Bulls, looking to run. Right side pass to Jameer Chaplin. Moving quickly against Madut. Tries to lower his shoulder, kicks it out to Jake Boggs. He's going to load up a long-distance three. That's around the rim and in! A foul underneath. 
And that's going to be on Jameer Chaplin battling against Madute. Does the shot count? That's the question. They are counting the bucket. So the three ball by Jake Boggs, and the Bulls have four made threes in this first half, four for ten from distance. Easy enough, right? At that point, the Bulls were up 34-23 at the break. Would that carry over into the second half? Not necessarily. Hawaii started hitting three-pointers. There were stretches where their opponents, at least the last two opponents, went off in three-point land. Starting at the beginning of the second half, Hawaii would hit five of them to take the lead. In fact, it was a tie game when who would make some big plays? Mention Corey Walker Jr., and they were on defense. He keyed the victory. 51-51 tie, seven minutes to go. Here's Coleman backing out on the logo to Madhu. 14 on the shot clock, crosses over into the paint, jump stop, fires near corner, Riley splits two guys, taken away by Corey Walker. He's going on a run out all the way to the basket, two-handed dunk by the Tennessee transfer and the Bulls lead 53-51. He picked that like a corner stepping in front of a wide receiver and a pick six for Corey Walker. Six and a half minutes to go, Bulls by two. And a near steal by Walker again. He gambles, and he took that one away. A lead pass to Jalen McCreary. He's got a two-handed dunk, and the Bulls getting offense from their defense. Corey Walker with back-to-back -back steals, and the Bulls lead 55-51. Timeout on the floor. Corey Walker is pumped, and the Bulls fans that made the trip all the way from Tampa behind me are on their feet. USF leads by four. Wow, what a defensive spark by Corey Walker right there. Down the near sideline, it goes to Ned. Ball above his head. Madute gets it to Riley. Shot clock down to 14. Down to the block. Picks up his dribble. Runs into Jameer Chaplin. Can't get the shot off. Coleman with eight on the shot clock. Lefty going left. Stops on the dime. Taken away by Corey Walker. Stepped in front of this pass. He's going to drive all the way into a guy. Euro step. He traveled with it, I think. Oh, they're going to call a block on Hawaii. Well, it was slow, and it wasn't pretty, but it was a Euro step by Corey Walker. He had a man right in front of him. And that was Ned who didn't bite on the Euro step. And so Walker kind of slammed chest to chest against him, put the shot up, which didn't go. The whole building wanted to travel, and I thought they were going to get it. But instead, Corey Walker ends up at the free throw line. So this will be the front end of a 1-1. Got to make free throws now. Bulls are 3 for 7 today, 1 for 5 in the second half. Corey, let's fly. Good. Corey Walker's first free throw in a USF uniform is good. He's got a little swagger in his step right now. That is noticeable, and I tell you, just from hanging out with him way back at the photo shoot when I was meeting all of the Bulls, that he had a little bit of a different, I don't know if we call it cockiness, but um, confidence is, is the right word for sure. And boy, did it serve the Bulls well in that one. That was really when the game was decided now. He also had some confidence towards the end. If you listen to the end of the replay... It's really a masterful editing job by our Steve Carney because it became a parade to the free throw line, and sometimes those can drag out the games. In fact, it did drag out the game to past 2.30 a.m., but on the replay, you just hear a bunch of free throws hit in quick rapidity. The Bulls actually didn't hit a bunch of field goals because they didn't need to. They were hitting their free throws, especially in the second half, and that's no small development, of course, when it comes to the Bulls. Walker himself, 4 for 4 at the line in the second half, and the Bulls get the win. It ended up being 76-69. to 69. Great gains for Javon Green and Kayla Murphy. 18 and 17 points respectively. Green 7 of 9 on free throws. You heard him make those two big threes to spark the Bulls in the first half. So then it comes down to the last game. And Wyoming, a very, very talented team with two outstanding individual players. 
Hunter Maldonado is their point guard, averaging 17 points a game, a 2-1 to one assist to turnover, basically 71-36. to 36. And Graham E.K., 6'9", 252-pound center, who they lean on quite a bit, came into the game averaging around 19 points a game and around 8 rebounds. And the Bulls, well, they had problems with both. Maldonado, 22 points and 10 assists. E.K., 20 points on 12 of 16 free throw shooting. He would add seven rebounds. You'll hear what Brian Gregory had to say about him in the second segment. But the first half was fine. The Bulls lose the game 77-57, to 57, but the first half was a draw. Shot red hot for the first half up to a point, and we'll take the highlights up to that point. Maldonado makes a move all the way to the basket. Reverse layup is good. He got Chaplin on his heels out on the perimeter and blew right by him, 17-11. to 11. Wyoming with a 6-0. Back around on the perimeter to Caleb Murphy. Gets a high screen, elevates from 17, straight on and knocks it down. Caleb Murphy with his first two of the ball game, and now you want to get this guy rolling. Catch and dribble by Brendan Wenzel, who's in the game. He's caught in the paint, still looking for help, and that's going to be a five-second call. Great defense by the Bulls there as Wenzel picked up his dribble in the paint, and the sophomore was in all kinds of trouble, and eventually Wyoming turns it over. Caleb Murphy with 12-12 to go in the first half. Crosses over, elevates from 15, and knocks that one down as well. You know that's on the Wyoming scouting report. The pull-up jumper from the free throw line, and Caleb Murphy's hit two in a row. It's 17-15. Bulls are seven for their last nine. Here's Jameer Chaplin, elevates from 16. Straight on, rattled it in. Jameer Chaplin gives the Bulls a lead. Back and forth we go, 22-21 with eight and a half minutes to go first half. Non-stop action here as Ducell to the point guard Maldonado, and the Bulls must guard, leading 22-21. Maldonado against Boggs, trying to stand his ground. Spin move, gets back to the basket. Layup is good, and a foul on Jake Boggs. Well, this is exactly what we were told they were going to do. They're going to have Maldonado go one-on-one against a man, and then if he gets stopped, they give it to EK down low and let him go to work. The other three guys are just selling popcorn right now. It'll be Hunter Maldonado at the free throw line. He's a 68% shooter. And he drew the foul on Boggs, and he'll launch the free throw, and it's good. And Wyoming looks dynamite from the line in the early going. They are 5 of 6 in a team that only shoots 68% from the stripe. Jump hook right hand by Russell. That didn't go. Tipped by Corey Walker, who's in the game. That couldn't fall, and he does recover it inside the paint. He steps through, off the window, and in. And Corey Walker, boy, that was a tough, tough sledding down low for Corey Walker. Just getting the rebound then trying to clear the rebound, and then going back up through the body. Maldonado, jab step, got away with a travel right there. He tries a reverse layup that doesn't fall, and Corey Walker gets the rebound. Great defense by Russell Chiwa, and Big Russ is running the floor over to Caleb Murphy. Caleb between the legs, elevates from 15, fires, hits! Caleb Murphy three in a row on jump shots, and he's got six. So Green has seven, Murphy has six, Chaplin has five, three leading scores for USF right there. Six minutes to go, first half. Bulls lead 26-24. Odin down the near sideline. It goes to Jameer Chaplin. Chaplin goes baseline, runs into a man, steps through on a reverse layup. Good! He pushed Drake Jeffries around, and he gets the reverse layup to go, and the Bulls now lead 28-24. Jameer Chaplin gets it off to Caleb Murphy, using Matos as a screen, dribbling to his right, gets down the baseline, stops, fadeaway jumper by Caleb. It's good! High-arcing teardrop jumper from Caleb Murphy, and 12 feet away in the Bulls. 30-26, to they are shooting 60% from the floor, and they've made four in a row. I said up to a point, four in a row, 12 for 20. 12 for 20, the rest of the game, the Bulls, 10 for 36. So tie score at halftime quickly flipped in the other direction. 
Wyoming went on a stretch in the second half where it made eight of nine shots. And guess what? Six of them were three-pointers. That's how you turn a tight game into a 67-50 to game. The last two three-pointers made by the wonderful Kenny Foster, who came into the game 0 for 8 on the season on three-pointers. He's still a 15% shooter. And you'll hear Brian Gregory in our second segment also lament the fact that Jeremiah Oden, who had two threes, in fact was two for two, came into the day 6 for 24. So the Bulls were focused on the two big guys for Wyoming and some of their other guys got him and unfortunately none of the guys in the second half for the Bulls were able to get it going offensively. Bulls were 9 for 28 while Wyoming was hitting all the three-point shots. 8 for 15 in the second half the Bulls were just 1 for 7. They were led by Murphy and Green and Jameer Chaplin again the three players coming back from last season of course all with 14 points. But Green and Chaplin were combined one for seven on threes. Murphy did not attempt a three. Seven of 14 right at 50% from the floor, but the rest of the team just didn't have the same proficiency. Bulls did a good job taking care of the basketball. Not a lot of turnovers over the weekend, but what did the Bulls have issues with? Brian Gregory will sum up the week when we come back. By the way, that game was Saturday morning out in Hawaii, 8.30 time. Even though Hawaii already knew it was not going to play its game, not sure why they didn't shift the Bulls to a... 10.30 Hawaii time to start, but they played their three games. Again, that's going to be something that I'm hoping that we can continue as far as getting the games on the schedule played. But before we look ahead, which we'll do on Wednesday's show, we'll recap with Brian Gregory. Overall, a little bit on the Wyoming game and then general stuff about where the team is heading as we get towards the conference part of the season. A couple things, obviously, that shoot um, 16 free throws in the second half. Every time the ball went in the post, it was a foul. You know, their big kid is good. He has 16 free throws. We just didn't have we didn't have the two positions, as we talked about prior to the game, that we needed to do a really good job on. Our four men had to be challenged and be able to uh, handle uh, Maldonado on that shuffle dribble. We struggled to guard him on that, and then we struggled to guard uh, the big kid in the post and at halftime they got 30 of the 33 points you know so we made some we made some adjustments and to give them credit some guys uh you know fosters 0 for 9 from the three on on the season he hits two in the second half so is uh you know odin is is about 23 24 percent from the three he hits two in the second half and they didn't hit those shots in the first half again it, it's a tough turnaround game it, the style of play is very very unique uh, and we just, you know, we weren't able to, um, you know, cover their, the, the, the two-headed monster that they have in Maldonado and uh, EK. Um, and that's, you know, 44 points that they, they have. Um, and like I said, 30 out of the first 33. I, during the timeout, the identity of this team changed a little bit while you've been on the island because it just feels a little different. A little, it just feels a little bit more wide open. I don't know if it is. You know, I think I, I think you know, Chap has has played two good games uh, after not playing as well as he's capable in game one. So that's a that's a positive. You know, Murphy's starting to get a little better feel for the, the where, where the shots show. I didn't think he played as well in the second half as he did in the first half. And then you know, it, you know, Javon's been pl- been playing better. So you know, we're, we're, we we got to. I didn't think our movement offensively and our pace offensively in the second half was nearly as good. Um, and again, you know, we missed, we missed some, you know, quality shots, a couple, you know, point blank shots around the basket and a couple wide open threes that we just got to, you know, 
we're much better off as we talked about before the game when the ball goes through the basket. You get one win out of three here on the island. You're going back to the mainland uh, to take on Mississippi Valley State coming up on Wednesday. Uh, this can be an exhausting trip with the travel. I know that. you got to get the body clocks back to normal again. Sum up this entire week for, the, for everybody at home. Well, you, you, we knew, obviously, with the, the quality of opponents here. You know, we, we played a top 25 team. We played more or less a road game at the University of Hawaii, and then we played a team that's 11-2 and two right now. We were 10-2. and two. You got um, the toughest draw, I think, yeah, of everybody. Yeah, no doubt. And so, you know, I mean, um, we showed that in, in stretches. No matter who we're playing, we're competitive enough to compete and, and, uh, and to play well. We just need to have those – be much longer and we need to you know in some ways mature and grow up a little bit and understand that there's going to be frustrating situations within the game and you got to be able to fight through those and you got to be able to understand them and you got to be able to not make a, a mistake that's been corrected earlier not make it not make it later and then guys got to you know play with the confidence that they're they're capable and, and more than willing uh, to be able to do some stuff and and I think we'll be able to grow from that.